It has been one year since the coveted and hyped-up darlings of Sony and Microsoft followed Nintendo into the 8th generation. The PlayStation 4 has gotten off to an amazing start, while the Xbox One has had some bumps out of the gate. What did 2014 give us in memorable moments in gaming, good and bad? As we approach 2015, what do we have on the horizon to look forward to? We'll round it all up for you on this, the season finale of downloadable content, next! Welcome to Downloadable Content. Joining me on this episode, we have Ron. Hey, everyone. We've reached that point in the year where I refuse to go to a mall. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar with you, where I will not enter a, a mall or a large store of some kind unless I am there for a very specific list, and I will go in, get that list done, wait in line longer than it took me to get to the store, and then leave. Well, yes, because, I mean, it, it's like, we have two malls here in the Albany area. We have Crossgates and we have Colony Center, and all, even if you're going there for a very specific purpose, you already have to park at least five time zones away from the entrance. Mm-hmm. You have to walk from the Pacific Ocean into the, into the mall itself. Uh, basically, yes. And so, this is the time of year where Amazon becomes my friend. I mean, I already spend <laughs> way too much money on Amazon to begin with, but it's even doubly so. In uh... Yeah, I suspect that's how most most of our generation is nowadays, where it's like, we're not going to deal with the crowds, we're not going to deal with the malls, we're just going to have Amazon ship it to us and we'll pay the, the shipping and handling cost. Unless you have Prime like I do. <laughs> yes, unless you have Prime, because that, because that would mean you're smart. Yes, it just it, it it just solves all of my problems. On Black Friday, I just I do what I usually do on Black Friday. I don't Sleep go in. anywhere. Yes. <laughs> I'm sleeping off Thanksgiving dinner and I'm not going anywhere. I'm just hiding. Just, nope. I worked Black Friday once when I worked at Walmart. Never again. Never again. Yeah. Outright refusal. So, yes, it is that time of the year, everybody. It is our season finale. This is episode number 23 of this year of downloadable content. So, it is it is the time where we start rounding up. We look back and see what we're looking forward to. But first, before we dive into the roundup... Just a reminder that downloadable content can be found always on iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can get a hold of us a variety of ways. Facebook.com slash DLContent. On Twitter at DLContent. On Tumblr, dlcpodcast.tumblr.com. And, of course, you can always email us at dlcontent1 
at gmail.com. So with all of those fun plugs out of the way, let's dive right in. Um, well, it was pretty much a year ago, almost exactly now, since PS4 and the Xbox One came out to much hype and much fanfare. And then the tumbleweed blows by. <laughs> well, maybe more so for the Xbox One than the PS4, because PS4 did kind of did a kind of sprint out of the gate. That was kind of like the system to have, even now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's part. Of, I think part of the reason for that was because they did a very good marketing job on it. Um, for the PS4 specifically. Oh because, yes. <laughs> because they did a. They revealed everything you wanted to see about it. They revealed the price for it, which was a very reasonable price, in my opinion. And then they showed you how you share a game with a friend. Oh, it was that, it, it, and I've, we brought this up on downloadable content many times. The the best E three gaming moment ever. Microsoft. This is how you share a PS four game, and <laughs> that video will forever be cemented into memory. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yes, a lot of Microsoft's problems right out of the gate were very much self inflicted. They said a bunch of things that the Xbox One was going to have, and they pretty much backtracked on all of it. Yep. Uh, including the thing where the Kinect was required, which three months later, give it give or take, on that, they removed it, and look, the price dropped 100 bucks Mysteriously. And, and, and you know, the thing, to the shock of no one... <laughs> That was the Not, thing. No, yeah, no one cried about the fact being lost. Everyone, everyone who who, you know, was it tapped into the the knowledge and in the, in the in the know about these two systems knew right right away that Microsoft was eventually going to just drop the Connect, and sure enough, they did because three even three months into. The cycle, the PS4 was just clobbering the Xbox One yeah. in overall sales. Mm-hmm. And even you know, as of as of well as of September, that's one of some of the most recent sales numbers I can see. It's been over 13 million PS4s sold. And let me pull up the Xbox One's numbers for that same length of time. Let's see. About ten million, ten million have, ten million Xbox Ones have been shipped to retailers as of December. That doesn't mean how many people have bought. That just means. Uh, yeah, that that probably means nine million. Because I was assuming throughout the entire U.S. there might be approximately a million um, Xbox Fours is sitting it to be bought for the holiday season. I'm looking at an Ars Technica article that showed sales numbers through the end of October, and I do not, I do not have see any uh, numbers for Black Friday. But at the time, PS4 had a 40% lead over the Xbox One. Um, Xbox One and Wii U have sold about the same. 
Yeah, and I think I think the reason why most people were waiting on the Wii U, by and large, to like hold off on buying it was because they just wanted more Nintendo games to come out for it. And lo and behold, you get Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U, and that probably drove in a, at least a million console sales, I would say. The most recent Mario Kart game and Super Smash Brothers have given Nintendo a much-needed jolt. Yes, and then with what they revealed at um, the Game Awards the previous night, they, they should get more jolts in the coming year. We'll get to that later. Oh yes, we're gonna we're gonna give you a, the list of, of games we are certainly looking forward to. So, um, obviously they're both big. They're both even despite you know the Xbox having less overall sales, they're still they're still pretty good sellers. It's not as if Xbox, Microsoft, or Sony are about to go out of business because of a massive sales flop. No, they're doing a mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're doing fine. From themselves for the moment. They're doing pretty well from themselves, and so, you know, with that said, we'll, we'll be shift into talking about some of the the games, the the more memorable games uh, that came out in 2014. Um, obviously, a lot of the hype was surrounding these the PS4 and the Xbox One over games such as Titanfall and Destiny. Those were the two games that stick out most in my brain as the ones that were constantly hyped. You always heard about them. If you have, you know, if you have a Game Informer subscription or you read uh, Game Informer online or IGN or GameSpot, or, 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 or Kotaku or anything like that, these were the two games that were being constantly hammered because Titanfall is, is was the an exclusive. Uh, Microsoft exclusive. Uh, Destiny came out on uh, most of the systems. PS3. It came out for PS4 and Xbox One, but also uh, previous generation, the 360 and the PS3. Yeah. Um, and in and I think we also had Watch Dogs relatively early on in the year too. Let me double check on that for you. Uh, oh, that's right. Because Watch Dogs got a delay. When? Um, yeah. Uh, release date on the Watch Dogs was May 27th of this year. Released for PC, PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One. That's right, and you know it did ultimately make it to Wii U. Yeah, eventually. Six months later. Uh huh. But that's right, because I remember because everyone was hyped up for Watch Dogs at the end of last year. Then uh, Ubisoft delayed it to this year. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. And like those were like the three main titles coming into the 2014. It was going to be Titanfall for the Xbox exclusive, Destiny for your Bungie game, and then Watch Dogs for your like next gen console. Um, Ubisoft, with the hope of it being like maybe their next Assassin's Creed. And. Re- review scores for for Watch Dogs, as I remember, that game had a lo- that had a long buildup of hype. Mm-hmm. That was that was uh, it was generally positive for Watch Dogs. Um, it was you know amongst uh, players, average player reviews. It was sort of a eh. It wasn't bad. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like fantastic, but it wasn't bad. It ended up not really being the revolutionary idea that Ubisoft wanted. Yeah, I, I, I play a little bit of Watch Dogs, about four or five hours, 
and I think I realized why it didn't do as much as they wanted it to do, or like in terms of like revolutionizing things. Well, I've never played it, so enlighten me a little bit. Um, have you played Assassin's Creed? I have not. Okay. Um, it's, but I, I have seen. You, I have seen. seen the, yes, I've seen gameplay. Okay, it's basically modern day Assassin's Creed. Ah, okay. <laughs> so like, I mean, it, it still looks cool and everything. Um, like, you're driving in your cars and shooting people up and things like that. But it's just like, it the so, very similar gameplay with um, with a with Assassin's Creed where like you're going to watchtowers in this case literal cell towers, and um, like getting the bird's eye view or in this case hacking into the into the cell tower itself to get all the like pertinent information on it for the immediate area. Um, and most of the combat's very similar, I feel, in terms of, like, the physical combat, where, like, you're punching someone or something like that. Um, the gunplay is, is decent enough just because it's guns. I mean, in Assassin's Creed, that's really um, interesting, but it, it, it felt very much like I was playing Assassin's Creed. And after, like, four or five hours, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play anymore. So you you basically got bored with it, yeah. And then I was like, I was also doing the PC too, and um, I don't know if there's a little bit of information on the PC version. Um, the PC version is limited in frame rate to match the quality on the PS4, the Xbox One, the 360, and the PS3. And people were very pissed about that, and so you have the modded the mod community go in and figure out why it's limiting it. As, and the main reason for that is because they wanted to have the share similar gameplay experience across all consoles. So, um, the PC community was very disappointed in that, and then proceeded to find the lines of code to change it, and not only does it run better, it looks like how it looked when we first saw it at E3. Oh, thank goodness for hackers sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and, like, they, they did such a poor job optimizing it, even when, when they were limiting it. Whereas if they just left it almost as is, like, it, it ran a lot smoother and it looked a lot better, too. I wonder why they did that, though. That doesn't they want ma- to share the same gameplay experience across all consoles. So that the PC version isn't the quote-unquote definitive version because it runs better and looks better. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. They did the same thing for Assassin's Creed Unity this year. This is why I don't run a business, because business sense is totally different from common sense. And I would just probably, I just would go nuts Mm -hmm. trying to figure something out. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, other games, notable games that came out in 2014, we had, um, pretty early on, we had, uh, Dark Souls 2, which, that also got a, a bit of hype. Yeah, um, more so from the, like, the people that enjoy masochism. Although, uh, or, or, or the sadism, I, I always get them mixed up. If I'm reading this correctly, Dark Souls 2 did not come out on the, uh, the new systems. No, it did not. That was just, that was PS3 and 360 only, which I actually thought was was a good idea. 
Yeah, they designed them specifically for those systems in mind, and they didn't think they would have time to upscale them, so they said, we're just going to put them out as is for the 360, PS3, and PC. And then if, if people, if we have time to do so, we may eventually put them out on PS4 and Xbox One, but with the reveal of Bloodborne, they probably said, mm, probably not. Yeah, that was that was just like yeah. That, I think that was a good idea because there was something that I that kind of frustrated me. Obviously, for you faithful, long-suffering listeners of downloadable content, you've heard me go on and on at length about my immense dislike for reboots and remakes and HD polishings and crap like that. So naturally, when I saw the news that The Last of Us was getting an upscale for new the new system. Yeah, I was, I was just yeah. I was like, really? I mean, Last of Us has been out a year, and we're already jumping on this. And then you had um, Grand Theft Auto Five getting upscaled, and that was out for less than a year too. Memory serves. Yes, yes. I mean, the Grand. I mean, I have not really. I'm not a fan of the Grand Theft Auto series, so yeah. That one. I, I, that- I, I think Sony did something too, where if you bought the PS3 version and then wanted to get the PS4 version, you either got it for free or a very reduced price, which yeah. I think was good on them. But I don't remember exactly the details on that. I could be wrong. I don't know. Just just another example to me of. Our emphasis on shiny as American gamers. Must have the shinies. Uh, yeah, we're all cats. It's a <laughs> in that regard. So, other notable games for 2014. Uh, let me take a look here. Let's let's shift into an indie title. Transistor <laughs> from Supergiant Games, the people who brought you Bastion, which was Bastion's four years old now. Just about, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look on the exact release date for Bastion because I think it's about four years old. It's uh, well, I remember 2011. Okay, three. Yeah, 2011 came out on July 20th for Xbox Live Arcade, August in for, for Steam. Yeah, I played. I remember going to PAX East in 2011. Um, when was when did Bastion come out? Uh, 2011. And it came out in July for the Arc- for Xbox Live Arcade and August for Steam. I remember Supergiant at PAX. And- this was in PAX East for 2011, and I remember you talking about this. I think we you discussed it on your PAX East episode. I think I did. season one. Yeah, way, way the hell back there. But I remember the the lines to get to the Supergiant booth at PAX, and they were long. Yeah, and this was like an indie... Can you mind for people that aren't aren't aware of this? This was an indie game studio at PAX East. This would have been probably the third or fourth year of PAX East? Um, I know PAX Prime has been around for ten years. Over ten years now. Uh, PAX East... First, 2010. Yeah, so this was the second year of PAX East, so it was still building up into another PAX Prime almost. Um, and you have, I think, it, memory serves, you said it was like three hour lines 
to play the demo of this indie game from the studio that no one heard of. Yeah. That would have just decided, like, hey, we're going to show to PAX East and show our game off, and we hope people like it. And their response, by and large, was, wow, people must really like this game. I hope they really like it when we release it. And, oh, did it ever. So, naturally, uh, Transistor, spending three years in, you know, in development, mm-hmm. um, with the runaway success of Bastion, PAX East this year and last year. Again, long lines at the Supergiant booth, and you had you had most of the Supergiant crew there. The, um, you had the composer, Darren Corb. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, the voice, uh, the narrator, yeah, Logan Cunningham. Uh, he was there, and just the people who, who got whoever whoever braved those two to three hour lines to play demos of Transistor. Mm-hmm. B- bless you. Yeah, um, for those unaware of how large Supergiant Games the company is, is twelve people. So, like, it's it's not a lot of people. Like, and, this, and, then, and then you hear three years in a game development, and you're like, this must be some sort of, like, AAA game that's got, like, 500, 400, 500 people working on it. No. Twelve. It's just, a, it's just 12 guys. It's 12 people. And it's it's one of those rare situations where a studio nails it on the first try. Yeah. We're like, we have a concept. We think we did right. We hope we did it right. And not only did you do it right, you knocked it out of the damn park. So, I mean, Bastion is their first game, Transistor's their second game, and Transistor, I thought, was an amazing, amazing game. If you have not played Transistor, I beg you, get it. It is available on Windows, which I assume just means straight up PC, um, PS4, uh, Mac OS X and Linux. So, like, this game is definitely out there for you guys to play. I I I've got it on Steam, and um, I know that if you get it on Steam for like a so, some dollars more, you can get the soundtrack, which is which is yeah. also, which is very good. I mean, Transistor um, is visually just absolutely stunning. The story is beautiful. The music is great. Dis- for me personally, I have not played too many games that came out in 2014. So of the few that I have played, this would be my easy favorite. If I was doing my own personal game of the yeah. year, that this yeah. would just absolutely amazing. Get it? Yeah. Uh, let's see if we have reception. Yeah, Metacritic currently has Transistor an 83 out of 100. And considering that most games we've talked about previously, with the sole exception being um, Dark Souls, having like a 70 to 80 score range too, like this is a game made by 12 people that has a just as good a score, if not a better score than most of the AAA games that came out this year. So it's it, it's quite good. Another Another indie game that did very, very well. Um, and I really want to get this game because it's it's back in the days of the eight bit uh, platforming craziness. Shovel Knight. Yeah, Shovel Knight is your. Um, it's pretty cutesy from what I've seen of it. Uh, almost has like a Mega Man side scrolling gameplay to it, 
only instead of shooting people, you're smacking them in the face with a shovel? With a shovel, yes! <laughs> um, it's a 2D side-scroller. Uh, it has an, the sort of the NES visuals, and it matches... Uh, th- according to the description, the game's color scheme matches the NES's original color palette. Which, if memory serves, was like... 15 colors or something? I don't remember, but it came out uh, in June of this year on Steam. It's also available on the 3DS and the Wii U eShop and came out a couple months ago on Mac and Linux. So, this was another... I was proud of this game for one reason. uh, I read an article that showed the game's first... this game's first month sales... 60% 60% of this game's sales were on Nintendo consoles. That made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> it, sold, it sold about 160,000 copies in its first month, and about 60% of that was either on the 3DS or the Wii U. And I was just like, aww. <laughs> How adorable. But it is scheduled to be released on PS3, PS4, and PS Vita sometime uh, in 2015. So it's it's still it's it's reaching out. Um, for the NES, you can work with a total of 64 preset colors. 56 of them are unique colors. The rest are black, and you can only show 25 colors on the screen at one time. So, and it's basically like, it's like, basically like, um, the colors of rainbows are like, um, red, yellow, uh, red, I'm sorry, red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, violet. (laughs) Congratulations, this is not a Pantone color spread, it's a... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I literally had to stop there for a second, because I'm an art major too, I should know this. Yeah, (laughs) I can't remember the color of the rainbow. But it's like, basically, the the color of the rainbow, with like, like three different variations of light or dark. And that's about it. So basically, basically, Ron, the long and the short of it is, somebody made an NES game, and it's still selling like hotcakes. Yeah. 30, 30 years after uh, <laughs> 30 years after that gray brick entered our homes. <laughs> Moving right along, go, we'll shift shift back into the uh, the AAA uh, developers a bit. Um, let's see. Infamous Second Son. Infamous Second Son. Yes, I heard. I heard some. Uh, I've never played Infamous. I have the first one sitting on my PS3. It was one of those freebie downloads after the great PlayStation hacking. Yes, um, and I played. I played the first and second Infamous. I enjoyed them. My understanding of Infamous Second Son is more of the same. So, if you like the parkour combat, like superhero destruction of the previous Infamous games, you should continue to enjoy it. Let's see what else. Uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Part One. Mm-hmm. Ground Zero. Oh, yeah. Also known as spend forty dollars for a five-hour trailer. Yeah, that's what I basically heard was if you were basically paid forty bucks for a tech demo. Yeah. 
So, I am waiting because I am a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Knowing that The Phantom Pain is coming out next year, you can almost bet your ass that those two are going to be sold as a bundle. Mm, probably. And so I will get it then. I don't like to buy part of a game <laughs> for that much money, and then you know, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. Um, we had... Uh, moving into the realm of the silly, Octodad. Deadliest Catch. Which I remember seeing... I remember... Seeing about that on at E3, and I thought this was ut- this is utterly ridiculous, absolutely utterly ridiculous. But I had a couple of friends who played it and just could not stop laughing. It's a PC, Mac, and Linux, and I, I looked at it. I'm just like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll get that, but uh, not so much. Uh, we did have a couple of, of Nintendo games that. Uh, I put on the memorable list. We had Hyrule Warriors. Basically, take your Dynasty Warriors, replace all the characters with Legend of Zelda. There you go. Well, that's that's exactly it. It was it was made by the same the same developer. Yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, okay. This is this could be interesting. And that whole time they were developing that, the the thing I kept thinking about the most was, do you remember the character exclusives for Soul Calibur 2, depending on which console you bought it for? You had Darth Vader for the PS version, you had Link for the GameCube version, and then you had... Spawn. Spawn for the um, Xbox version. Yeah. Soul Calibur 2. Although I don't know if if Darth Vader was the... Might have been Darth Vader. Might have been, um... Who was the... It was, it, it, it was, it was Hayachi from Tekken on the there P- go. PS2. There we go. Because Dar- Darth Vader, I think, is in... Uh, Soul Calibur yeah. 4 5, I think. Whatever. I'm losing. Tr- yeah. I'm losing track of, of the Soul Caliber games. Yeah, they they're starting to be- become a little silly. I, they're going through that Mortal Kombat stage of silly. There was a while where Mortal Kombat just got way too silly. Just, yeah. Now now they're in that phase. Um, in the online world, the Elder Scrolls Online came out uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had your yearly expansion of World of Warcraft. Of course. Um. Uh, let's see. We also had, of course, Super Smash Brothers. That was yeah. that was the game. Every everyone with a Wii U or a 3DS or both, if you're lucky to have both, that was the game everyone was waiting for. I mean, Mario Kart on the Wii U did did very well. That was a big seller. But this yep. this was it. Like generally speaking, if you buy a Nintendo console, you know eventually. You're not sure when. You're not exactly sure how it's going to happen, but you're going to get one of three things: you're going to get a new Mario, you're going to get a new Super Smash Brothers, you're going to get a new Zelda. And we weren't really sure on what order they were going to come in first. This year it ended up being that Smash Brothers was the first one getting released. 
Yeah, this was this is part of their. Uh, we're going back to E3 when Nintendo basically said, "Sorry, we've waited so long to make games for this. Uh, now we're just going to give you everything." Yeah, sorry, sorry for the wait. We're we're done being cock teases. We're just going to splurge all over you now. Yeah, basically, and it, it started with. I mean, uh, I know Bayonetta two came out, which I do want to play, but. Um, but basically, it started with Mario Kart, and now we've got Super Smash Brothers. I own it for the 3DS. It is amazing. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm probably going to be. I still have yet to pick it up. Sadly, I have a 3DS. I just haven't had a chance to pick it up. The 3DS version. Um, I, I am looking to pick it up. I'm also looking to get a Wii U for both the Wii U version and for the games that are coming out next year from Nintendo. Yes, that's the second half. <laughs> yeah, that's the second half, though. We're, we're going to save that for later. We're going to save that for, we're gonna save that for later. But yes, because uh, just one more one more side note of that, I really am looking forward to 8-player Smash on the yeah. Wii U. So, but the, the 3DS version, which I own, I mean, it's got a boatload of characters. Almost 40, I think, is it, what the f- roster is. Yeah, and I've... I've I've unlocked everyone except for one. I haven't unlocked Rob. But, um, I will say this. Number one satisfaction ever. Playing, you know, beating the shit out of the Duck Hunt dog. Which is a... (laughs) (laughs) Beat the shit out of that goddamn snickering little mutt. I've waited 25 years for this. And, you know, you can finally, finally... You can you can also play as them if you want to troll your friends. That happened to me, where uh, <laughs> I was playing online with Wyatt, and I was playing with my brother-in-law. We were all uh, online, and he pulled out the duck con dog. I hadn't even unlocked it yet, and I got my ass handed to me. <laughs> I nearly broke a, I nearly broke something out of pure rage. It was just a. Like, yeah, the number. Yeah, I, there's there's pictures online of people raging and breaking their 3ds's and the con- and the cartridge of Super Smash Brothers, which sounds which almost makes me think you should kind of calm down a bit. But yes, yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, no no animals around in the making of any of our podcast. But yeah, there we go. Disclaimer, disclaimer. That'll, that'll make that'll make Peter happy. <laughs> yeah, we have to make Peter not pissed at us. But no, we do not advocate the, the slaughtering of dogs uh, or animals of any kind. Yeah. Might make an exception for the duck hunt dog, though. Not gonna lie, that's <laughs> so. It is Super Smash Brothers is a fun is a fun game, and I, and while I'm on actually the subject of the 3DS, I think there's another game that also got a lot of praise on the 3DS. Um, Bravely Default came out early in 2014. It came out February 7th. Um, mm-hmm. It actually came out in Japan two years ago, um, but it finally made its way across the pond here in mm-hmm. this year, and that was only because this was another one, one of those games. This was one of those rare games that it came out in Europe before it came here. Yeah, the, the rare Europe before U.S. release. Th- this was one of those games where... And Nintendo has a habit of doing this. It'll come out in Japan, and only in Japan, and people in the U.S. will be like, Hey! This looks we... interesting! Why can't we get this? Why can't, why can't we... Nintendo, we want to give you money! Why won't you let us give you money? And that was the same with Xenoblade, The Last Story, and Pandora's Tower. That was... 
Yeah. Nintendo has a weird thing of releasing the games from Japan, going west, usually, and not going east first. But then, but then you know, people bought this game and they went, oh yeah, we, we made some money. <laughs> we only told you like three million times from three from ten million different fans that you would make money off this. Uh, just for fuck's sake, people! But Bravely Default, which I'm actually current currently playing through, I'm really liking it. I am really liking it so far. So that was another another notch for Nintendo. Um. I have a couple more on this list that I would like to bring up. I remember a lot of my friends talking about the indie game Five Nights at Freddy's. I have not heard of that until you showed me the list, so... You've never heard of that? Okay. Then, no. F- then let me enlighten you. Because so, let, Lord, of, Lord of Wikipedia, enlighten me to this game. Um, It is a point-and-click survival horror game. I don't know if I don't know how big of a fan of survival horror you are. Not but, terribly. Which which would it which explain why you might not have heard of this game? Um, it's and I I have yet to pick up this game. It is available uh, on PC. Um, you basically it's set in a pizza place. Yeah, I'm reading through it now. You're 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 a security guard in a pizza place, and. Um, all the animatronics at the pizza place are coming alive and trying to kill you. Yeah. But it's it's a very clever game. And as each... As you move through each level, which are the, the, the quote, five nights, it gets harder. Yeah. Like, really hard. It, it, this is one of those games that, from what I've heard from some of my friends who've played it, uh, you get bragging rights if you've beaten this. It's a, it's a very hard game, and I kind of want to play it. So, and apparently, I did not know it until I was doing the research for this episode uh, that there is a sequel now. Yeah, I'm reading through this, and it's like, this sounds like a, a game that is. Does like I would not want to work in this pizza place to begin with. Like the security in this place sounds terrible. <laughs> like the cameras are terrible. One doesn't even work properly, and there's no cameras covering the hallways leading to your security office. This sounds like the worst place you want to work if you're a security guard. That it and, and this is going to be a game that I'm going to have to pick up. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of free time in in a very short while, so. This this might be a game I pick up. So, and the one more that I would like to mention before we cut to the half is Dragon Age Inquisition, which just came out. Yeah, it came out three weeks ago. Yeah, as I was recording. Say, it's it's been out about a month, maybe even a little less. And of course, naturally, it is the follow-up. It is the next installment in the Dragon Age series uh, by Bioware. Which means I really need to actually finish Dragon Age because I've seen some trailers and some. Pla- this looks incredible, and I do have Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Two, and I'm like, okay, I really need to get on this. Yeah. Now that my semester's over, I can actually hey play some games. <laughs> How about that? 
funny thing how school eats up all your free time, then once school is done, you have infinite free time. My poor consoles, they have, they have such a fine layer of dust on them. You need to show them some fine, tender loving. Oh yes, that is cer- certainly in in the plan, because I mean, I still have Child of Light, which was another game that came out this year that Ubisoft very quietly released, which is, which is an RPG, and it's a very beautiful beautiful RPG, so... Uh, I'm, re- I'm reading through your plot of Five Nights at Freddy's, and this sounds like the building should have been condemned and torn down. It, it's, it's... The plot's so dumb! <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I, I, I like the fact that, that the, the game's description said it sort of re- resembles a Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. And... You know, I don't know if you ever went to Chuck E. Cheese in the 90s. I've been to Chuck E. Cheese's in the 90s. They were... As a kid, you think it's fantastic. As an adult, I, I look back and think, oh my god, this is like the the pedophiler's best like wet dream. As, as an adult, you're like, why? Yeah, why did I go here? Why did I think this was a good idea? Why? I mean... Well, now we have, you know, things like Dave and Buster's, so... Yeah, well, where they're adult Chuck E. Cheese, only it's got beer and more, and, and other adults, so they probably won't try and brutally assault you. Yeah. But, you know, I still say that no matter how old you are, you still love the ball pit. It's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a an unspoken truth of, of, of humanity, where you love jumping into a pit of balls. Yeah. I don't know what that says about human psychology. Freud might have a field day with that, but yeah. we are not talking Freudian philosophy here on, on this particular episode. Maybe a future one, but not now. Not now. So, uh, Ronnie, uh, do you have any other games to add to this list? Or are we... Uh... Um, I will mention uh, Blaze Blue came out this year, which was a, um, another, a the third in a, in a series of fighting games from from Japan. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not a new title. No, it's not, but they had a third game come out, Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma. Okay. Um, this isn't out yet, but it is coming out shortly. Um, Guilty Gear XR, XRD, I forget how they pronounce it, fuck. Um, Whatever. Yeah, it, it's um, it came out in Japan's arcades last year. Um, coming out in the U.S. in on the fourteenth, I believe it came out on the PS3 console actually in Japan just recently. Yeah, it came out on PS3 and PS4 in Japan um, a couple days ago, and it's coming out on the sixteenth in the U.S. Um and. The reason why I'm saying these is because these are over-the-top fighting games from Japan that previously they used hand-drawn like graphics and cel-shaded graphics. For Guilty Gear, the most recent one, they're using the Unreal Engine um, in the hopes of it being um, easier for them to provide updates and um, add more characters. But it still has the similar look of the old Guilty Gear games of like cell state cell um hand drawn cell shaded characters. And I will also bring up Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth, which is a 
uh, it's from the people that do Shin Megami Tensei and Persona. That is the studio itself is Atlas. Uh, oh, kinda, Atlas! Yeah, um, this is meant to be a more lighthearted one um, compared to the more serious Persona. Uh, how Shin Megami Tensei and Persona can be, um, and it features pretty much the entire cast of Persona Three and Persona Four. And you choose, and you can choose to play as one of the two protagonists from those games. Well, there you go. Very good. And the last thing I will mention it's a it's a shameless plug to Tanya, and Kisarit Studios. Uh, Chronicles of a Dark Lord Episode Two: War of the Abyss is now out. Um, you can find it on Desera, Amazon, GOG all the various uh, places to find these types of games. I know Episode 1 just got greenlit, so that'll be on Steam shortly, and I I don't think that Episode 2 will uh, take too long to follow in that, but these are games that are kind of done in the style of a Super Nintendo 16-bit RPG. Think sort of classic Final Fantasy, but with some very, very good story and very good music, so... Pick it up, it's out now, and that is my shilling, that, that is my corporate shilling for, the, for this episode. So on our second half, we will talk about some of the memorable events in the gaming world in 2014, be it whether they were good or bad, and if time permits, we'll have a little bit of, of open discussion, um... So we will. That will be on our second half. But in the meantime, as per the usual, you will have some music, and you can enjoy that while Ron and I go off and whatever. We'll leave that to you. Just don't write any bad fanfic. That will be on our second half. So you are listening to the season finale of downloadable content. We'll be back.
sorry that it's over. Welcome back to the season finale of downloadable content. Ron and I are still here. Haven't run away. Still floating around. I mean, again, as we, we, we Ron is omnipresent. Yeah, I'm, I'm omnipresent. I'm not omnipotent, so sorry. Can't, can't, can't grant all your wishes. Yeah, sorry. It just doesn't work that way. You know, you know laws of reality, things like that. Yeah, pff, causality and all that bullshit. So we're going to shift into... We, we've spoken t- about the uh, some of the, the memorable games. We'll talk now in this half about memorable events and what we're definitely looking forward to in 2015. And believe me, there is a lot we're actually looking forward to next year. Next year looks like a good year for video games, but that'll be later. So let's start... Let's dive right into some of gaming's memorable events of 2014. Some of the... Uh, biggest ones, uh, and I'm going to start with the news that Irrational Games, the studio that brought you Bioshock, uh, has been shut. It was shut down by Ken Levine. Yeah, more so because he wanted to take a break, and there was another person that wanted to take a break from Irrational Games, and they said, you know, we're just gonna like not have people sitting in limbo. We're going to close the studio down and make sure that they all stay employed and get them jobs somewhere else. Yep. We're not just going to throw them to the curb like other studios have been known to do. Yeah, they, they took the time to, to make sure everyone got, uh, everyone found other work. Um, I know Ken Levine really, he wanted to not only just take a break, but he also wanted to go back to making video games with a small studio. Irrational got very big. Yeah, Irrational got very big, and part of that was just because of like the success they had and the demands of the AAA studios and, and publishers and publishers. Yeah, because that that does occasionally happen where you know you have all these demands in the in the AAA world, and it's just like okay, enough. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why Super Super Giant Games has such a long development cycle because they don't want to be come big; they want to stay there. 12-man, maybe 20-man size. Yeah, I mean, so... And also allows, you know, hey, you you have a long development time like that. Um, We kind of, as gamers, are a little bit more forgiving when an indie studio takes a long time to develop as opposed to a AAA studio that is developing this big-budget game and it turns out to be crap. Yeah. At least, you know, with an indie studio, if, if a game comes out and it's crap... We're a bit more forgiving. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're only, you know, 10, 20 people, and, you know, you, you didn't have a lot of money to play with, but when you're a AAA developer sinking millions and millions into a game, Final Fantasy XIII, and uh, it comes out as total garbage, mm-hmm. Resident yeah. Evil 6, uh... <laughs> yeah, I getcha. Yeah. Resident Evil 6 is my own personal pariah. It's... But... Um, so yeah, Rational Games came to an end. Uh, the other news that Nintendo... Uh, this was actually pretty big. Nintendo ended its Wi-Fi connection for Wii games and regular DS games, which I actually thought was was kind of sad, because you still had people playing Mario Kart and Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah, I think part of the reason for that is just because they want to try and get people to get the Wii U version. Is the Wii U backwards compatible with Wii games? Yes. Okay, so they may be able to still play some of the Wii games, 
on the uh, Wii U, like in terms of like the online capabilities. Yeah, they might have, and you know, now with you know, they, I guess Nintendo didn't want to have too many different things going with between Virtual Console and the eShop, and yeah, and like it's and Nintendo still is kind of figuring out how to work a a network connection of some kind. Yeah, Nintendo's still trying to figure out trying to figure out what internet is. Yeah, they're getting they're getting closer, they're but just, it's still a little a little while. They're getting better at it. They're getting better at it. I mean, I've had no issues with uh, with Smash Brothers on the 3DS so far, but um, but you know they're they're getting there. They're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keeping with Nintendo, uh, this past E3, which was uh, Nintendo basically promising everybody the moon. And we don't just mean the remake of Majora's Mask. We mean, like, they literally tried to promise you the moon. You know, I, I remember all the E3 coverage, the live tweets, and all the information, and it, it just... Everyone's mouth was just agog... It just agape. With yeah. all the, the Nintendo Direct, which, you know, gave us uh, the first looks at the new Zelda. New Zelda, the the not so subtle reveal of them working on a new Star Fox. Yes, right at the right at the right at the end there, a little, a little nod. Yeah, everything's blurred out, but we can still realize it is Star Fox. Yes. What would have made that better if if uh, you had Peppy come in and go do a barrel roll? But uh. Yeah, or it's a trap. Yeah, it's a. You've got an enemy on your tail. Use yeah. the brake. You know. You know, shit like that. Um, uh, let's see other memorable events. Uh, this was an, uh, Microsoft buying uh, buying uh, Mojang Studio, which uh, the people that made um, Minecraft. Minecraft, yes. And I remember, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that wasn't a very big studio to begin with, and they paid like. Five hundred million dollars, or some obscene amount of money for it. Uh, let me consult uh, Sir Google. Microsoft buy uh, buys Mojang for a lot of money. Uh, I thought it was like I, I thought it was two, like two, an obscene number. Two point five billion dollars. Like I said, an obscene number. Two point five billion dollars, and I think that's for the studio and the rights to anything Minecraft related. Yeah. So they basically paid two point five billion dollars for Minecraft. Oh my god. Well, that's Microsoft. I mean, keep in mind this is the same company that bought Skype for eight and a half billion. Uh huh. And we've seen how how they've done with that. So. Uh... So we'll see. I mean, it's a it's a lot of naturally. Anytime Microsoft may, does something uh, like this, the gaming community uh, cries out in consternation and uproar. Mm-hmm. Much like the same with another uh, gaming related event earlier this year when Facebook bought Oculus. Uh, and which, the internet just like the, an out of purchase from for Facebook to make that that was a that exploded all over the place when when Facebook made that purchase and so, and I saw a lot of hilarious uh, comments popping up 
by the fact that you know you you'll be playing a game and suddenly you'll be asked to like something. Uh huh. Or you'll be using the Oculus Rift exploring some forgotten landscape, and then you'll get a, a notification from a message saying like, uh, "Hey, you want to come out of the, out of your virtual world for pizza or something?" <laughs> well, we kind of have that. We kind of have something along those lines now. If you are, uh, if you're binge watching Netflix, for example, yeah, binge watching Netflix or binge watching Hulu or something like that. Like, are you still watching this? Yes, I'm only on episode three of season four. There's yeah. five more seasons to go. Yeah, leave me alone, mom. So we had that. So, um, let's see. In less positive news, we had the Gamergate. Yeah, that was that was a very very disgusting, horrible thing. That oh, the, the whole Gamergate thing. We we spent a whole episode on it and just by and large people need to stop being assholes that is the simplest version of it yes as, as I've, I've repeatedly said on this on this program that video games are not a, a guys only club it is supposed to be all inclusive and the fact that there are is a small population of guys out there who will you know defend to the death Keeping you know women out of uh, out of gaming altogether is just horrible. So you know we need to stop being collective dicks. Yes. So those were some of the bigger events in gaming uh, that I could easily rattle off the top of my head. I mean, you had three threes. You had your um, packs. You some packs primes. Uh, PAX went to Australia this year, I believe. Yep, you had PAX Australia. That was their first. And um, we're going to have PAX South next year, in January. So Yeah. Uh, uh, neither of us will be present for that. Yeah, well, most likely, unless barring some major windfall of money. but That's the first week of my spring semester. I will not be going. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to what are we looking forward to in 2015. And there's a lot. In, in terms of games that came out this year, just just completely personal opinion, um, I didn't find, you know, outside of what we mentioned at the in the first half, there was a lot of garbage out there. Yeah, there was by and large a lot of gunk. Like other than other than the games we mentioned, we may have missed one or two. I'm willing to admit that, but we I thought we mentioned most of the games that were people generally liked. And there was not a, a lot of them. 2014 seemed like a pretty... Uh, year. Yeah. It seemed like a very, very tame year, but I think that was more so just because of the fact that people... The studios in general were still trying to get their feet underneath them for the, um, for the PS4 and the Xbox One. I can agree with that. This was definitely a, a, a transition year. Because you had games coming out for these brand new systems, games still being made for the previous systems. Yeah, the old systems. Um, and I think 2015 we'll see a lot more of the. No, we're still seeing the first wave of games that were made for the new consoles being being released. A- absolutely, and obviously, uh, even even the Xbox 360 and the PS3 aren't aren't uh, going away anytime soon either. Yeah. So. 
which it, which is good, and I've said this also before that I like the fact that Sony and Microsoft do this. That you know their their older consoles will still have some life, as opposed to Nintendo, which as the moment a new console comes out, the previous one is dead to them. Yeah, I think the reason why is not it shouldn't be considered that way for this generation is just because of the long development time on the consoles to begin with, and that the hardware change isn't as drastic as previous years. Mm-hmm. So you can still have some sort of backlog of games that were made for the new consoles still being played on the old ones. So, be that as it may. things Games we are looking forward to in 2015. Um, well, we've mentioned a few of them on on downloadable content before, um, like Mighty Number no. 9. Also known as not Mega Man. As known as actually not Mega Man, but is Mega Man. Yeah, as, as, as we call it here on downloadable content, not Mega Man, when it kind of really is. But it's coming out for, I think, everything. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's like everything, including the Nintendo Entertainment System. I think it's even getting a ColecoVision release. That's a. Uh, yeah, that's 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 how big that, that um, he wants the game to be. Like he wants anyone and everyone, and he means everyone to be able to play it. If you have an you're, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, um, it's you, you're still good. This game will come out for it. It's you know you know those old brick phones from like the early nineties that like you could drop down in a toilet and have the toilet break. It'll play on that. It'll play on that. Yeah. Uh, this 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 will play on everything because they raised enough money. For it to be played on everything, so yeah. In all seriousness, um, Wii U, Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, PC, Mac OS. Uh, I think that's about everything. Smartphones, tablets. Well, you said yeah. you said iOS, right? Yeah, I did say iOS. iOS, Android. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a a device, any device currently that plays. Video games in some capacity, Mighty Number no. Nine will uh will will be available to you. Will be available to you. So that's a game that a lot of people are looking forward to. Certainly, I am. I need to get get into uh, the Mega Man series. I mean, I've only played and beaten the first. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man uh, One. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend looking into even if you don't play the NES generation. Play the Super Nintendo generation, like the uh, Mega Man X. Those, those are some very good games. So, um, in 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 AAA news, uh, personal uh, personal favorite, Resident Evil Revelations Two. I thought the first one was brilliant, and it was so much better than Resident Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Revelations sort of mixed classic Resident Evil with some of the better elements from newer Resident Evil. Um, And Revelations 2 looks to continue that. The only thing I'm... Well, I'm... I what it was a it was a concern, but now that concern has disappeared. This game is going to be released in episodic format. And my concern was that Capcom was going to pull a Sega... And be like, okay, if the first one, if the first episode sells well, then we'll make the second one, and if the second one sells well, we'll make the third, and so on. But no, we've we've got the release dates for all four episodes of the game. 
So that's good. We have release dates for Revelations 2, and that's going to be on PS3, PS4, uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC. So that that is a personal looking forward to. Um, let's see what else. Uh, another one that's been in development for PS4. Um, this is one of my want games for when I do get a PS4. Is The Order 1886. Which takes place in the Victorian period. It's a Victorian survival horror. Set in London in an alternate universe. Yep. Looking forward to that. Uh, I, there was one that was mentioned, I think, in, in our E3 episode. I think maybe Joshi mentioned it. No Man's Sky? Yeah, um, that's the, like, ex- exploratory, like, um, they, they have a, they had they put out another, like, premiere for it at the, um, the, the Video Gaming Awards last night. Um, like, All Planets, um, it's, it's a procedurally generated game, so, like, no two planets are the same, no two gameplays are gonna be the same. Oh, interesting! Like, like it, this, this thing is, is being set up to be, like... You can play. You and your friend can play the same game and have two completely different experiences. That that's going to be interesting when you have a. a, Yeah, it's also got a very unique um, artistic styling to it. I saw. It's like ooh. That that's gonna that's definitely going to be interesting. I might I might have to pick that up. Uh, We mentioned in the first half. I mentioned uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. So part two of Metal Gear Solid Five, of which, as I said, I'm willing to bet almost any amount of money uh, that both Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain will be released as a bundle. Most likely, yes. Most likely, we'll, we'll milk that cash cow. Um, another in the indie land, in the indie, another indie game I'm looking forward to um, is Project Phoenix. Well, now, what is this? I, this is the first time I've heard of it. Project Phoenix is a JRPG. Okay. And the biggest draw for me is that it's going to have... This is going to be Nobu Uematsu's first indie game that he's composing. Ooh, that sounds a little... <laughs> yeah, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, now, now you have my interest. Yes, uh, they in their Kickstarter last year, it's currently in development, as we speak, um... It is, um, I'm just going to link you to the site, because even though they stopped their Kickstarter, they they asked a hundred grand, uh, they got over a million, uh-huh. and you can still actually donate to the cause on their website yeah. through, through PayPal. Through, through PayPal or some other online site. There you go, Ron, that's the site. And yeah, my, my I you know I love Nobu Uematsu. He's a he's a, one of the probably the greatest video game composers I've ever had the pleasure of listening to. And when I heard that you know there was this game that he's going to be composing the music for, I went, "Ooh, mm-hmm. let's have a look." Yeah, let's see. So. Uh, Japanese styling, mythology, and building structure. Uh, uh, I'm trying to 
see more about this. So, um, while I'm looking up this, I will mention uh, Mortal Kombat 10 is coming out, supposedly, for next year. Mortal Kombat 10. Um, On the Project Phoenix site, if you go to About Us uh, and Staff, you can can see all the... uh, Earl Yaki, you're a... Cronus is just... <laughs> they haven't even announced one of their lead programmers yet, but he's... He's there. Yeah, he's there. Uh... Yeah, some of these are... Yeah, you see, uh, the one, the ones that have names, you can see in, in yeah. the credits. Yeah. Uh, one of them helped with one of the MMO expansions for Final Fantasy XI. It looks like some of the animation artists. I, I recognize some of these animation artists' names. Then you have Nobu Amatsu with his uh, JRPG credentials. Oh, yeah. yeah, he need, yeah. If, if you listed his full credentials, you'd need a, several web pages. Yeah. Although, funnily enough, you know, you look at the, at the staff for Project Phoenix, and they say, we cannot announce this person till the release of the game. Yeah. So, credits, some very famous anime that everyone knows. <laughs> Let's see, unannounced Arc Survivor, some very, so, some very famous anime that everyone knows. That probably, um, uh, who did DBZ? I, oh God, uh, Toby! Oh, hold on, because oh, he's the same one who did Chrono Trigger. Hold on, yeah, he did Chrono Trigger and he had he did da- Dragon Quest. Oh, and this will not be the first time shit. that Nobu Matsu and this person have have worked together, if, if that's the case. Hold on, because um. I mean, because that's like the, the one thing I can think of. Akira Toriyama. Akira Toriyama, thank you. <laughs> like, like the, I, that would be my first guess if they said some very famous anime that everyone knows, and you can't even not even announce this person's name until the game is released. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine like that is like, oh yeah, by the way, like almost everything in here is like hand drawn or created by Akira Toriyama, like. Shut up and take my money. It's yeah, like, like, the, like the last time this happened, we had Chrono Trigger. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, we're, we'll see. That game is slated for a June 2015 release. Mm-hmm. And because Uematsu is is in on this, it's like okay, what's what's it gonna sound like? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, based on what the, some of the visuals they've given us, like it looks like it's gonna be. Um, a very like oriental, like, and I mean that in the like lots of wood instrumentals and things like that. It does sort of have that uh, that feel to it. That like, would... I, well, I would not be surprised if we have some, some of the more like Uematsu stuff with the drums and the or on the organs and crap like that. But like, but. However, um, with Project Phoenix, um, the website is projectphoenix.info, and you can still uh, give them. You can still uh, donate to them via PayPal and get uh, rewards, much in the very much in the same way like Kickstarter. So, 
they are still they are still doing that. Even though the Kickstarter campaign is long since over, you can still give them uh, various levels of financial support, and you will get rewards for it. Yeah. So that is that is definitely one to watch. Um, you mentioned Mortal Kombat 10. I uh, that's another personal game I'm looking forward to. I am a Mortal Kombat veteran. Mm-hmm. Been playing Mortal Kombat since I was nine. Yeah, and I really loved the most recent Mortal Kombat because it it kind of went back to its two D roots mm-hmm. without without all of the stupid. But even though they were funny at the time, silliness like friendships and babalities and yeah, it it, it it again like it basically covered most of the plot of Mortal Kombat one, two, and three. Yes. So I'm expecting a similar thing of for ten, where they're going to do most of four, five, and six, and maybe tone back on some of the silliness of it and try and have it be a bit more serious, but still maintain that like Mortal Kombat humor. And, well, because it's Mortal Kombat, obviously you're going to get the over-the-top blood and gore. You, yeah, yeah, you're, that's a staple. That's not going anywhere. It's still going to cause mothers to question. Uh, if little Johnny's going to become a, a murderer, mm. it's probably going to get banned in Australia because everything's banned in Australia. Yeah. So they have, uh, for Project Phoenix, they have some of the music out available you can listen to on uh, SoundCloud. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's underneath their uh, media music page. Okay. Um, another game I am uh, looking. F- I I don't know if I'm looking forward to it yet, but it looks uh, it has piqued my interest. Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, they showed a little bit more of the video uh, and like the gameplay of it at the um the, the gaming award ceremony they had last night. Okay. Um, it looks like they're introducing like co-op as an option. Which like uh, which they had available for you in Dragon Souls one and two, but this looks um, more interesting and it it, it looks like it's going to be similar to Dark Souls in terms of like the gameplay and brutality of it because some of the moves that they showed in the video were very similar to like Dark Souls, where you're rolling away from enemy attacks and things like that. Even on visuals, I mean, it looks like sort of that same sort of medieval gothic. Yeah, yeah the gothic medieval thing. Um, what I'm pretty sure that the video showed a lot of, like, blood, and I don't think that's meant to be just for gore effect. I think that's actually meant to be some sort of, like, gameplay, um, gameplay thing. Because it seemed like in the video they showed... Um, you fought another, like, hunter like you, but this person seemed to be, like, corrupted by the blood and eventually transformed into a, like, werewolf-looking creature. Mm-hmm. You proceed to just wreck your shit. So I wonder if the blood itself is some sort of, like, corrupting agent and do you have to balance out, like, your health along with uh, whatever this corruption is. Interesting. That's definitely something to watch. Um, another title that I am have on my my uh, wish list um, is another one I'm looking at. It's called Everyone. Everybody's gone to the rapture. I'm not sure what that is. So the, the the premise is that 
there's a scientist who is trapped somewhere at the at the point of the apocalypse and uh-huh. he's he is he's basically alone and has to has to figure out what the hell's happened okay that's these that's the simplest cliff notes uh version the, i can yeah. give you it's a ps it looks like it's a ps4 exclusive okay Um, another game that's coming out relatively early on in 2015, unless it's postponed or something, is uh, Witcher 3. You know, I've never played any of the Witcher games, but some of my friends yeah. have described it as uh, a, 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 an Elder Scrolls clone. Yeah, I haven't played any of Witcher itself. I'm just aware of it coming out, and I know people are excited for it, so I just figured I'd mention it. And naturally, we have to mention uh, all of the promises that Nintendo has given us for 2015. Mm-hmm. And there's just five of them that came that I can run off off the top of my head. We've seen the new Zelda. Yep. And a- again, we all saw the the wide angle shot of Hyrule that Nintendo gave us. Yeah. Um, no Ryan... one. No one better be poor. <laughs> yeah, Brian. They in the um, they showed a little bit more of the New Zelda last night in the uh, the gaming award thing. Oh boy! They showed a little bit of the map. They did like a little pullout of the map. The place looks gigantic, and he and they went from the, he went um, they went to a, a a high point on the map, like a, like a mountaintop almost. Okay. And they found like a tower in the distance they wanted to go to and explore. And he mentioned that it would probably be like, and this was, and he went from gliding off with the uh, the sky, the sky, cl- uh, what is it, the the cloth thingy from Skyward Sword. Oh, the I, I, I keep oh. I keep thinking, mm, no, that's not it. Sky, yeah. Skyloft is the name of the town. Yeah, <laughs> Skyloft is the name of the town. But like, he basically jumps off the mountaintop with that, glides into a forest. Meets up with the Pona and begins riding to it, and it takes like almost the entire video for him to even get close, and it's still another five minutes away. He said of riding, and like it looks, this place looks gigantic. Good, like exploring size. Good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Nintendo has actually given me an excuse to now. Now I want a Wii U. Now I want to get a Wii U. Yeah. It, it, if the game is as large as they are purporting it to be in the video, this might be a Skyrim-esque situation where you will see your friends disappear for for weeks on end as they just explore Hyrule. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, no time to talk. Hyrule. <laughs> sorry, no time to talk. I must explore Hyrule. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Without all of the without all the silly, I took an arrow to the knee joke. Yeah. Um, now they did also mention an interesting factoid. They said that Zelda's coming out next year, and they said that Star Fox would be out before Zelda. Interesting. So that so that may mean that we may be looking at a Zelda in the fall or winter, and a Star Fox in the spring or summer. That's de- that's definitely possible. Other games that I am really want looking out for, the next Xenoblade Chronicles. Yep. 
because the first one was 90 hours of, of lovely. 90 hours of very good exploring, and the story was pretty decent, I'll admit that. It was it was pretty decent. I finally I was very glad to play a game with a, with Zeno in the title that uh-huh. that didn't cause my head to explode from all of the philosophy that gets Yeah. Involved. I mean there's still a little bit of philosophy and theory yeah. in it, but it's not nearly as much as Xenosaga had. Yeah, Xenosaga or Xenogears, yeah. Yeah. Um we have Nintendo's first crack at a MOBA, Splatoon. Yeah. Which just it looks it looks fun. It, it looks it, cutesy fun. It it doesn't look very serious at all. It looks like it's it, it's fun. Um, we have another Mario Party. We have Mario Party Ten. That's another Mario Party is one of those franchises that you know it's nowhere near as fun to play single player as it is multiplayer. And also, Mario Party 10 is, is the kind of game where you need to have a bunch of friends over, and then everyone hates each other by the end of the game. Yeah. So, um, on the 3DS front, I did, I very briefly caught the fact, Majora's Mask is getting a remake, is that a... Yes. Okay. It's a remake on the 3DS, they're updating it, and it's coming, it's supposed to be coming out next year. Um, I... Did Phoenix Wright versus um, Professor Litton come out this year on 3DS in North America, or no? Uh, well, hold on. What game? Which, uh... It should be Professor Litton versus Phoenix Wright. I swore it came out this year. I could be wrong, though. Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. It came out uh, this year. It came out in August. Okay, yeah, so, no, okay, that, that's, forget that then. Um, well, um, I'm trying to think, because I, I was seeing so many so many game-related news over the course of the semester. Uh, is Pokemon getting anything? <laughs> no, they had their yearly remake update of okay. and Sapphire that came out. Yes, uh, I remember because, because yes, because I remember one of the the reviewers on IGN said it had too much water in it. And yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, like that's one of the complaints I have with Ruby and Sapphire is there's a lot of um, you using like you you being on water and literally spending hours just f- fighting and running away from all the water types that they have in the game. So it's like, oh, when this game became part Wind Waker. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of water in Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. I've never played Ruby and Sapphire, so... Supposedly, next year, Gran Turismo 7. Oh, that's for PS4. What... Supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, there's, oh. there's another indie game that I, I'm curious about. I saw this at PAX this year. Dragonfin Soup. Uh, which has... Which features, you know... Little Red Riding Hood in, as a character uh, is your main character, but she's kind of, uh, you know, this like raging alcoholic wielding guns. Okay. Um, what other things? Uh, did- Batman: Arkham Knight. This is scheduled for June second of 2015. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Halo Five. I was looking at a list of Ooh. games. Yeah. Um, let's see here. 
Persona 5 is scheduled for next year or sometime, hopefully. Um, Star Wars Battlefront, holiday of 2015, is what they're scheduling it for. Um, that's all that's jumping out at me. Okay. <laughs> Not a problem. I know that um, for next year, there are definitely some some episodes of downloadable content that I would like to have because we've got some... We, As you know, Ron has been on many of these. Uh, we have some anniversaries coming up in 2015. Uh, we've got the 20th anniversary of Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. We've got the 20th anniversary of the PlayStation 1. Yeah, that's a that things. I hope everyone feels as old as I do right now. Like, yeah, I do. Like, holy shit, PS1 came out 20... Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, I, do, I know some other anniversaries next year. I don't know if we'll, we'll get... We will, uh... We'll get to them, but... Uh... The Tales of Games, the Tales series, mm-hmm. that gets that hits twenty next year. As does Rayman, and uh, we did Earthbound this year already. We we did that as an anniversary. It 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 turns twenty. Uh, it's a U.S. release. Turns twenty next year. So we already did that. I'll uh, I'll have to see what other. Ones to come up with, but I know definitely Chrono Trigger is a big one. The PlayStation One is a big one. So I think we've uh, we've just about recapped re- recapped uh, it out. Unless you have any other things jumping out in your head, I got nothing. You got nothing. All right. So it has been. This is this this has been an interesting four years. This is the 80th episode of downloadable content. So next year, if all goes well, we shall be hitting episode number 100. Yay! Yay! And we'll see. We'll see how much how many more episodes Ron uh, tallies up because this is episode number 80, and Ron, your 54th. <laughs> yeah, it may be. We, um, maybe case of we hit 100, and I'm on 74 of them. You you might be in 75 percent of of all episodes or something like that, because you are the the far you are the the runaway winner. Obviously, season five is going to start probably at some uh, late January, early February. It'll have as its per usual a new opening theme, and if any of you out there in the wide world of the internet have any sort of any suggestions for episodes any topics you want to discuss have anything you want us to discuss in a free play episode there will definitely be two or three of those next year because I like having the open discussions we might have some more guests ho- guest hosts because I know there have been some ideas for suggestions already given to me and I'm, st- I'm I'm considering uh, that if you if you are the one who, to suggest an idea, you become the guest host. <laughs> it, it's it's your it's your idea, your baby. Yeah. So, and that's all right. You know, Ron's guest hosted before. He doesn't bite much. Much. 
So, if you, again, if you have any ideas, any comments, anything you, you want us to, to talk about, or if you want to be on an episode in Season 5, you can let us know um, on f- Facebook, facebook.com slash dlcontent. You can let us know on Twitter at dlcontent. Tumblr, dlcpodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at dlcontent1 at gmail.com. Hopefully, maybe next year, we, we will have an actual website up. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the hope. Be, somebody, I have to find somebody with, with knowledge on how to make a website or try to make one of my own. <laughs> That'll be interesting. So, not only does it remain for me to thank Ron, who has, again, just been my right-hand man for all of downloadable content, so a big thank you. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Ron. Yeah, you're welcome. And also a, a big thank you to all of my panelists that have joined me here in Season 4. There's a lot of you, so I will not run through everybody. But we definitely had some newcomers this year. A lot of repeat guests from previous seasons. So again, thank you very much for coming back time and time again. We hope to see as many of you as possible in Season 5. So bring me your ideas jump on episodes and let's make season 5 just as fun so on that wonderful note everybody have a great holiday have a wonderful new year we will see you in 2015 I am Brian Williams have a good one everybody and thanks again